the time, the training, or the inclination for strategic problems. Hello, Big Papa. Uh, how are you doing? I can't really hear you. Can you not hear me? Hello? Yeah, now I can hear you. I like your shirt. Thank you. It's new. It's bought it. It's cool. Old summertime flair. Hell yeah, brah. Hell yeah, dog. What's what's happening, man? How are you living? I'm all right. You know, I did some stand-up in Hoboken yesterday. Okay. Uh, you know, I was going to go out and go out today but the fucking rain is ridiculous yeah what's up oski hey 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 <laughs> it's nice to have all three of us in the room before the guest comes it's crazy i know oh, yeah. very, very rare too it's a rarity it is a rarity yeah it's a rare condition in this day and even mtv <laughs> miss you. Anyway, everybody, welcome to Knowledge Daddies. I'm Andrew. We got Sean Barry and Oscar Desiderio here. And we got a guest coming on. She's a hair and makeup person for photography. Her name is Bailey Pope. She's also a comedian. Uh, other than that, I don't know what to say. But guys, guys what's, what's, what's up, Oscar? What's new with you, man? Yeah, what are we up to, boys? Not much. Just just keeping busy, you know. I'm my my roommate is away and uh I've been watching the cat and this this cat uh I swear uh demands more attention than the typical dog. Oh. Um it hops in my lap and like four or five times a day it like demands to be pet and it sort of it meows at me like like Godzilla. It has like a it's insane. It's a male cat. Uh female cat. Yeah. Female cats are more affectionate. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It was my grandmother's cat. Um Ilya actually, our buddy Ilya, who's mm -hmm. who's on the podcast, he uh picked out the cat with my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And um How'd that happen? Well, <laughs> so he was helping out with, uh, you know, getting uh, a pet for my grandmother because he, he lives in Philly. And yeah. My grandmother at the time lived in Delaware. So mm -hmm. he was close by and, you know, willing to, you know, help her out and yeah. pick out a pet for her. Um, but I don't know... Uh, and and now my grandmother had she she has dementia so she had to be moved to an assisted living center but so i inherited this cat and i asked yeah. Ilya like what's the name of this cat and he doesn't know uh so the maybe, cat's name is kitty maybe the cat is the cause of dementia maybe it gave it some to Ilya too maybe are I you guess. feeling are you feeling demented uh, you know a little bit <laughs> 
bit. Well, on that note, our guest <laughs> is here. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Um, yeah. You guys got questions? I got questions. What's up, Bailey? What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. This is Oscar and Sean. Hey, Oscar and Sean. Hey, nice to meet you. Welcome to our podcast. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for doing it. So so we want to get all to the bottom of hair and makeup world. Perfect. I mean, that's all I know. <laughs> how how long have you been uh in that job uh so i've been doing i've been in hair uh for 15 15 years something like that 15 16 years wow um wow. it's funny like similar to comedy people lie about it for a long time because like nobody respects you if you're like just started <laughs> and so then you lie about how long it's been um so I remember at one point I I had been saying it was eight years and for four years. Yeah. And then one day it was true and I was like, oh, fuck. okay, it's real now, it's true. <laughs> you, you, you gotta fake the years till you make the years. Yeah. Um, so, so what initially like attracted you to hairstyling? Uh, you know, it's kind of weird. Um, so I actually like, did some of my friends hair growing up, but it was just because it was like something that I felt like I was like, okay at, but I didn't think about doing it as a job until I just didn't like having bosses. And so I wanted to own a business. And then I was dating somebody who wanted to do hair and makeup. And I was like, all right, well, we'll open a salon and I'll run it. You do the other part. So I went to beauty school and then ended up just loving it. So it was cool. kind of like a kind of fell into it. That's awesome. And then you said you like do it on for like fashion shoots. Yeah, I mean, I do fashion week. Um, I do photo shoots, and then I also like I teach hair cutting. I teach hair styling, and then I also do product development for a big company. Hmm. Um, I I don't I don't know how to say what I do in a short way. So I'm just a yeah. hairstylist with an opinion, basically. You're a you're a follicle curator. I mean, that sounds better than anything I've ever thought of. <laughs> Speaking of follicle curating, what do I do with this? Uh, <laughs> I stopped praying a long time ago, but maybe I'll start again for you. Uh, <laughs> you stopped praying? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> praying on the, the weak and hairless. <laughs> uh, but no, but have you ever played Tekken? Uh, I remember Tekken. I, I didn't have... I, it was on a system that we didn't have, but I, I remember Tekken. Because there's one character who has like this kind of hair, but he grew grew it out like almost like Wolverine a little bit. I'm I'm thinking of going there. What what do you think that's a possibility? Uh, I mean, only you, only you could do it. <laughs> uh, wasn't that uh, was that Krusty the Clown? I didn't know you was on. Uh, Tekken. <laughs> no, His name is Heihachi. It's not Krusty. Oh, Honestly, I pronounced it wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> Japanese for Krusty. It's Heihachi. Uh, but uh, I'm yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I I like. Okay, what do you think about hair? Is like, what does hair symbolize? What is hair like for humanity? What does it mean? I mean, that's a, a much bigger question than I, I probably deserve to answer. But uh, I mean, I think that like. Anytime you think about like, you know, face-to-face -face contact is really important when we like meet people. 
And like hair is like the frame. It's like a fucking picture frame to your face. And so like, yeah. Oh, okay. I see what happened down there. I like that. Getting the, the, uh, how did you pronounce this character's name? Hey, Hachi. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, yeah. Hey, Hachi's down here. Uh, yeah. I just think it's like, it's something that like frames the most personal part of, of like when we meet each other, we talk like face to face. And so it's either, it either accentuates uh, compliments or distracts. Yeah. I also feel like hair, it's not symbolized, but it also like denotes health, like physical health, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's like fair, but I think that it does at least sub- like subliminally, uh, like subconsciously. Yeah. I think that people like think that, like, uh, you know, like people like probably think like if you're, if you're losing hair, like whether they know it or not, they might think that you're older than you are uh, or that like you just, you know, you've, you've been through shit. I don't know. And yeah. I, I, it's not fair, but it's possible. Yeah. And also like luster, like thick, like shiny hair is like really associated with health. For sure. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. Uh, and But there's so many different ways that people can get like, you know, hair issues that, you know, it's not it's not real fair, but nobody wants to hear like, Oh, it's complicated. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I also like wonder, uh, like why, I don't know. I, I wonder what, what the origins of like hair styling are like in prehistory. I, I mean, it's actually tribal, like a lot of, a lot of hair styling and everything, um, like denote like denoted like where you're from or like what family you belong to mm. uh similar to like tattooing uh started because it like tells you like uh you know what region you're from or like whether you were your royalty um certain kinds of hairstyling certain kinds of braiding uh locking um had to do with like different uh social statuses um in different eras um so there is like a, a really interesting history um in that way Huh. Well, what would our each of our statuses be? Oh, damn. Uh, okay. All the variety of uh, hair that we have here. Uh, let's see. So I'm going to start. Okay. So, so Sean, um, like, could have taken over his dad's uh, car dealership, but like decided to go in a different uh, direction. Um, Oscar, you want everybody pretend that you play music, but you haven't since junior high. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Andrew. Andrew like has been in, involved in a lot of cool things, but you've never seen him do it. <laughs> that's, that's very true. That's all true. Oscar, Oscar is actually like a musician who doesn't play anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah. And Andrew, yeah. you have been a lot of cool things that no one has seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Supposedly. Um, that is true. Interesting. Um, do you what do you think about the whole uh white people dreads is that a bad thing yeah i mean that's an interesting question because like i i I think everything has to do with i don't know it it gets so messy i think that um it's right to like understand where shit comes from um and i think that there's i think personally there's a lot of times where um we don't have a discussion about intent 
And so like, um, and, and I'll say all this without, with, with saying like, I, I don't have all the life experiences to say one way or another, but I do think that there are conversations that could at least be had to make, uh, make it not um, as like toxic as we all feel like it is today. Cause I've had so many friends, uh, like white friends that had locks over many years. Um, and I think that uh, not ever, I think that not everything is cultural appropriation because we find inspiration in, in everything, right. different time periods, different cultures. Um, but I think that there's a, a necessary respect that um, at least needs to be talked about instead of just being like, you know, just shitting on somebody because they, they have a certain hairstyle. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I wonder, like, I've heard people say, like, oh, the Nordic peoples had dreads, too. And then and then but it, it comes to a different thing where, like, people are wearing dreads to be like, I'm a reggae artist or whatever. Or like, I don't know. I feel like cultural appropriation to me is the is is a big problem when people are making money off of it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, if you're just like trying to like, uh, like get some sort of cred uh by like leaning into an aesthetic like that's kind of sick but like if you know if you think you know a lot of um you know like dreads sometimes seem like it comes from rastafarianism yeah. um or like the reggae you know reference that you brought but like that they didn't start it at all like a lot of lock locking hair comes from again back like many centuries ago it was about tribalism it was about uh status and stuff like that um, i don't have all the details to speak fully on it but it, it goes way back further than rastafarianism well you obviously know way more than any of us about it. <laughs> yeah that's true it's, I, it's also something that is worth being uh you know being thoughtful about yeah yeah sure. yeah do you remember um i guess this was like the 2000s around then there's this hairstyle that sort of went out of style. Like the, it's like almost like a visor, like a, a hair flip, like right in front of the face, like sure. almost like alfalfa. Like, uh, I mean, it was kind of like people thought it was a, a, a faux hawk, but it was really just like Jimmy Neutron. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that was what like you're talking right, about? Yeah. It was like right like, in front of the like face. Like Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I wonder how that came about. I, 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 looking back, that was actually quite bizarre. Uh, you know, that's a, that's an interesting. I don't. I I can't. I can't imagine in my head that there was something meaningful behind it, but it could be. Uh, like in my head, I really do think it was just from like Fohawk, which comes from Mohawk, obviously. And Fohawk like just got like it. It's it was so watered down already. People just like decided that this was the part that mattered was in the front but uh it could also be like from uh, like pompadours like you think like like greaser like uh like old rock and roll like mm. rockabilly that makes sense yeah so uh again that's just all like people being influenced from a lot of different places a lot of different time zones or time zones time periods <laughs> were, were mohawks from like the native americans I mean, a lot of it, yeah, a lot of it is from, like, from Native American, like, culture, and, but, like, the, like, when it came to punk, uh, a lot of punk was just about uh, anti-conformity, right. and they, I mean, they didn't create the Mohawk by any 
by any means, but then they also like basically took inspiration from Native American, you know, Mohawk, uh, which, you know, there's, there was like Norse, uh, like hair, like had some of that vibe at one point too, but, um, then they started doing like Chelsea Hawks and, and like a lot of, uh, Chelsea Hawks were like, um, uh, this certain part of this punk scene where uh, the girls would have like a mohawk, but then they'd keep the hair like right just in front mm. of their ears. And they'd mm. have like some ha hair here. Um, Almost like, like a Jewish payas. I mean, sometimes <laughs> it ended, like, especially after they'd be in the pit and they'd be sweating yeah. and then you get curly up, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see, I want to see a, a Hasid hawk. <laughs> <laughs> they don't take their hats off. You'll never see it. That's true. What's it called with the spike hawk, like the neon spikes? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, like Liberty Spike or like oh, a Liberty, Liberty Spike mohawk. Yeah, that's right. I've yeah, heard that. that's cool. Um, okay. Well, let's talk more hair. Like, where do you think hair is going? Uh, I mean, that's a super broad question. I mean, like <laughs> hair. Uh, I mean, it's about, always like, changing. What's like the current biggest trend? I guess then. I mean, a lot of things right now are like a response to COVID uh, and like uh, you've probably seen way more people with like bangs or like full fringe mm -hmm. than ever before because that's something where people were like, I want to do something. I need to change something about my hair, but I couldn't go see my hairdresser. And so they go to something statement or like, how many people do you know who you're like, oh, you should not have shaved your head. And they're like, this is a good idea. So many people. Yeah. Uh, and specifically a lot of female identified people like shave their heads and you're like, you could have waited. I don't know like why you thought this was important. Uh, and so I think that there's like a lot of just response to um, sort of like DIY vibes in hair. Um, yeah, but then it just gets down to like what scene somebody's involved in or what their age yeah. group is and shit like that. Speaking of scenes, don't you think it's like interesting how retro like like when when i was growing up like when i was in high school or whatever or even middle school like in the 90s like the 70s was the retro era and then i guess the 80s a little bit and in the early 2000s and late 90s i guess and but now it feels like every retro era is cool at once it does actually i mean i actually fully agree like the, the flared pants, you know, like sort of bell bottom, like flare pants kind of vibe, that's 70s. Uh, like the, a lot of people are calling it um, a uh, curtain, curtain bangs or curtain fringe. And that's where it's like, it's split and then it gets longer and it's like tapers out. And that's like very like Farrah Fawcett, 1970s, early 80s. Um, and then like, there's a lot of neon, which is all 90s. Yeah. There's like, yeah, you're right. There's like a lot of just like, anything from any other time except for now yeah yeah and i think i've seen it explained i don't know if it makes complete sense but like that we have everything's on demand so we have access to content from every era all the time like yeah no go ahead oh i was just gonna say i guess in the like 90s you know like you'd have to people would get inspired from like this show is now back on reruns or something like that maybe yeah I think that what's interesting, like, if you think about, like, when we were all kids, um, or, well, actually, maybe, I don't know, you two, okay, 
Uh, Oscar and Oscar and Sean, you look like you're unfortunately 10 years younger than I am. Um, but like, I'd say like, basically when we were all young, uh, like internet kind of wasn't worth a lot cause it was newer. Mm. And so like, you think about like influencers now, I, I hate the idea of influencers, but it's just part of our world now. And you think about, um, trying to do like weird new shit when they're like, we weren't all seeing each other all day, every day on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like you never wanted to be like the one person trying some weird new thing at school. But now people are like, oh no, you just don't follow all the same people that I do. Right. You're like, everybody has some sort of leader that makes them feel emboldened to like take on some weird new shit. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That makes sense. It's like, There's I when Billy Eilish got really big, I just started seeing every like 13 year old girl, like with the green shit in the, the middle. I'm like, Oh, I guess that's, that's what's cool now. hundred percent. Yeah. There's a, a little bit of a hair mystery that I sort of stumbled upon, uh, regarding, uh, I guess, Gen Z, uh, like commenting on millennials at, with the side part versus the center thing. And, uh, I always thought I thought that was hilarious. Like, like, but uh, have you ever? Did you follow that or? I mean, I like, hear it nonstop. You know, like I, you know, like I, I'm always on, like, I always know like what's going on in the hair world because it is my job. Oh, like it's exhausting to me. Like, uh, they they started making fun of my side part right at the same time as they were making fun of my skinny jeans. I'm not happy about it, but you know what? <laughs> I have, you know. I, I, I know who I am. I'm okay. Oh my God. I saw, okay. So it went, my friend, when I was like 12 or 13, my best friend, he had just like the middle part, like just straight hair, like middle part down each side. And it was so bad, but I recently saw, <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and I recently saw someone on the train who looked like super hip model, young person. Who had the same hairstyle and I was like that looks so bad but <laughs> with such confidence that I was like I I don't know yeah no it's why I don't know if, if you guys get this as much as you know I'm like in the industry so I see things constantly but there will be things where I'm like no I'm setting this one out <laughs> like certain trends and be like fuck that not for me I don't understand it and then I'll find myself like two months later be like I might, I don't know. I might like drunkenly buy something online at night because I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do fuck with this. Um, yeah. And then I get it and I'm like, oh, I don't. But like, uh, yeah, there's so much shit where I'm just like, this is a bad idea, everybody. And, but after seeing it so much, you're like, oh, maybe that's just who we are as a people. Yeah. Yeah. And then people just want to be the one to like pull off the thing that's unpull offable. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Like everybody wants to, yeah, because everybody wants attention in a, in a way that is still kind of new to us. Like, you know, like the only way you get, you know, you go viral is by being memorable. And so it kind of changes the way we think about attention, I think. Yeah. I think like everybody wants to like be like, oh, well, no, I, actually, have you seen so-and-so did that only it was better in this way or it was way more that or you know yeah it's almost like the same kind of impulse 
that people have for believing in conspiracy theories. Like they want to be the one to know what no one else knows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone just wants to feel special in the age of isolation. Well, I mean, you you think about this, like how long ago, I mean, like five, 10 years ago, how many people were walking around with face tattoos? None. So few compared to now. And now it's like, well, and sometimes I, 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 you know, I have a lot of tattoos. I've been getting tattoos since I was 18. Uh, when I see people where it's like one of their top like, or one of their first three tattoos is a face tattoo. I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're thirsty. You're thirsty. Like you're not doing this. I don't know. Yeah. Work your way like up. It's like when a comedian tries to headline on the road three years in. <laughs> right. You're just like. <laughs> Only you think this is a good idea. <laughs> You're not ready. Uh, so ba- Bailey, I wanted to ask, like, do you have any like funny or crazy stories from from the profession? Oh my god, I've had so many stories. Uh, I don't know. Any night clients? Yeah, I mean, I've got all sorts of yeah, lots of clients. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with this one. I remember so I actually lived in Kansas City, Missouri, for a couple of years. Uh, I grew up and I started doing hair in LA and then I lived in Kansas city for a couple of years before coming to New York. And I had this client in Casey, um, this guy that, uh, he was coming to me for probably a year and a half, two years at this point. And, um, there's this technique when you are cutting short hair, where if you're not using clippers, you do scissor over comb. So you're like cutting over comb as you move up. And, uh, so we're talking, we're talking and I'm working and I'm working near his ear. And then at one point, you know, he's like kind of a talker that kind of moves a little bit. I cut, I'm cutting and I just take literally a piece of his ear off. Oh. And uh, hair scissors are so sharp that uh, it just came. I mean, it was, it was good. It was still, like, it's very tender. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and he, he is in the middle of a sentence and he's like talking, talking and he goes, oh, and keeps talking. That's as much as he like knew what happened. And uh, so then I was like, oh my God, Leo. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, uh, I am so sorry, cut your ear. He's like, oh, it's fine. I, like, I, it's, I'm, I barely felt it. And I'm like, no, like I have to stop because you're bleeding so much. And I ended up having to do this all the, this like very like specific sanitary, like uh, blood cleaning up, like ears bleed like nobody's it just kept on going kept on going uh and so anyways I cleaned it up finished the cut he came back he kept on coming to me even after that but every single time he'd come back he'd say little off the top little off the sides don't touch the ears (laughs) (laughs) asshole (laughs) he was just so happy to have that joke to lord oh every single time (laughs) I got a thing to say, and I'm gonna say it. <laughs> that was his. Uh, that was his side. His middle part bangs. Yeah, that, that phrase. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I have. I mean, there's other things. I mean, like working Fashion Week is is kind of wild. Like when I first moved to New York, um, you know, it's like a dream of like a lot of hairdressers, if not most, to be able to like work backstage at New York Fashion Week and um it's it's definitely like one of the parts of my job where every time I'm there I'm like 
I hope nobody else realizes that I, I don't belong here. Like, I still feel like I'm not a lot, like I'm not good enough to be there. Um, but that's just imposter syndrome. Cause you obviously yeah, are. yeah. I mean, um, but I think a lot of people end up feeling that way. Cause it's like the thing that we all wanted to do when we yeah. started. And, um, so you end up like being around a lot of celebrities. Um, and I, uh, a lot of people think that models are all like real shit, shitty people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and my favorite thing about fashion week on a people level is like how many like supermodels I've learned are the most cool, sweet people. Uh, Bella Hadid it does a lot of shows that um, we've done and I thought she was going to be horrific and she's one of the sweetest people I've ever met and it kind of fucked me up because <laughs> I'm like you're so stupid famous like you should be shitty and she's super sweet and it was like one of my favorite things I've ever experienced uh, in the hair industry because you do meet a lot of shitty people in general too. Yeah I mean I imagine you know, there is the stereotype that really beautiful people don't have to like work on their personality. Um, but I'm sure there's like, if you have a modicum of self self-reflection and um, self-awareness, then you, you see that and it makes you want to work on your personality and yeah. like, be a good person. So. Well, and I think like, it's, I mean, obviously we're just like supermodels and the comedy world uh <laughs> like i think a lot of people don't realize like yeah you need to write you need to perform well but like a lot of it is like being likable and like people wanting to have you around is such a big part you know we talk about the hang all the time but it really is like are you shitty like does anybody want you around because they're not going to book you if you're terrible to hang out with right uh, yeah if everyone feels awkward just by your mere presence yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh I think I've gotten better at the hang. <laughs> you haven't done it that good with us, so oh, thanks, Sean. Um Sean, do you have any questions? Huh? Yeah, I've been f- I had to follow up questions. You Oscar never has any questions. Are you passing the buck over over Do to you me, guys huh? need me for this? yes we do yeah what are you drinking i I have a hair question what are you drinking white wine oh nice what is is that like a bottle a wine bottle turned cup oh no it's a glass uh it's just like it's from a place called brooklyn superhero supply and they have like these like pride glasses from a couple years ago oh i like it it's really nice (laughs) I don't know why I have a weird obsession with glassware lately. <laughs> that is weird. Dude, like I, I like ju- I pass restaurants and I just judge them exclusively on the thinness of their wine glasses. <laughs> I'm just like, this place is shit. These wine glasses are thick. They're so concerned with breaking glassware that they don't care about mouthfeel. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's worse though is when you go to a place and they have like sort of like some of the gimmicky glassware. You ever get like red wine in one of those like tilted glasses where oh, it doesn't yeah, have a yeah. stem and you're like <laughs> this looks like a candle just... holder. <laughs> that yeah. is that's like the the annoying trend of of like wine at a restaurant. Like, you know, you're just being annoying right now. <laughs> I I took my girlfriend to this 
fancy Italian place for dinner. And the guys, like they were like finance bros on the next table. And they had these crazy wine glasses. Like I'm, I think they probably only gave them for a specific type of wine, but they were just like, they were like almost like bowls. They were like that okay. wide. And, and I just was like, I want, I want whatever. I don't even want the wine. I just want to drink something out of that glass. Did it, oh. Was it, it was wine. It wasn't like sangria. It, no, it definitely was. They were like super thin crystal and like weirdly curved. Uh, okay. They maybe they were drinking a port or something like that. I don't know. I've never seen them, but I got a I got a major uh, jealousy feeling. Well, um, good luck with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you ever get do you ever like judge uh, hairstylists by their equipment? Oh, yeah, actually. I mean, I do. I do. Um I like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think like if you buy like a really nice, like, like if you buy really nice tools, you don't have to buy them again. Mm-hmm. And like, it does like, it's to a certain point. Like I don't need people to have the most expensive shit, but like, if it looks like you're still rocking the scissors that they gave you in beauty school and like, are you like still wondering if this is for you? <laughs> um, so, I mean, to a point, yeah, I definitely do judge people. But I do, I judge people more on like their technique because like I teach hair cutting and like that's really what got me really hardcore into the industry was because the um, real like there's like a lot of theory behind cutting hair. There's um, there's ways where like you, depending on how you part the hair, the way you lift the hair away from the head and the way you shift it left or right tells everything about how the hair is going to move and what direction uh, you can dictate in the hair. And so there's a lot that goes into it. But when I see people that are just like, like talking to the next stylist next to them, I'm just like, just don't do this. Why don't you could make more money doing something else and not suck at this? Yeah. I mean, from what you're saying, you basically have to understand the physics of hair on an intuitive level. Yeah. I mean, it's all geometry and and it's actually like way nerdier uh, than it needs to be or than anybody thinks it, it, it is. That's cool. What 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 I, I want to get back to gear because I'm I don't know why I'm obsessed. Uh, but I wanted to know what are like the Rolex of scissors. I mean, there's a lot of different co- like uh, companies. They're all like um, I like Japanese uh, scissors, but like Germany actually has some that like are good. But um, Hattori is a is a company that makes some really sick uh, scissors. Um, I'm trying to remember like the other names. I I bought uh, some really nice ones many years ago, but then the company I work for, we started like making our own uh, with uh, another company. And so then I could just get them for free from my company. And um, when you get, you know, $800 scissors um, for free, then, you know, it's great. Wow. Like eight hundred like, dollars. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I mean, I I bought more expensive. I bought a pair for eleven hundred uh, before. Um, are, are they like chef's knives? Like, do you? Because I know chefs sharpen their own uh, knives. Do you have to sharpen your own scissors? I no. So usually, like, you get somebody that like has like a really specific rig for it. Um, yeah. I would never do that myself because I would probably fuck it up. Yeah. But um it's just all like very like it's tempered very like specific um and it's something because if you think about a, a hair cut you know you're closing the blade of your scissors uh, at least a few hundred times mm. on just one haircut mm. and so that's a couple thousand times in a day 
And then over a year, you know, you're getting up into whatever, you know, 300,000, is that, yeah, 300,000 uh, times you're closing and cutting something. And so you need something that um, holds its shape really well. And that's why they're so expensive. Damn, interesting. Well, let's end on the minutia of scissor uh, dynamics. <laughs> uh, Bailey, this was great. Um, where can people find you? And is there anything else you want to plug? Not, uh, you know, Instagram's the best way to find me. Um, I have a professional page. It's linked on my page that I care about. <laughs> uh, and the actual Bailey Pope on Instagram. That's the best way to find me. Cool. And so, so do you, you only... Like, who are your clientele? Like, a person can't be like, uh, hey, Bailey, can you cut my hair? Like, can they? Yeah. So I have some private clients um, just that I've gotten from word of mouth. But um, I haven't done any salon work since the pandemic because uh, my salon that I have is at the headquarters of the company that uh-huh. I work for. Uh, so my only clients uh, over the last year and a half have been private clients um, that I either do at home or at their homes. Okay, well, if you want to get your hair cut by a uh, curator of follicles, please uh, reach out to Bailey. Um, Bailey, thank you so much. You were you were awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. And recording. Cool.